them on Facebook for interviews and more. The Morning Drive on News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here on this hump day, Wednesday, and our friend Kelly Devine is joining us this morning. I don't know why, Kelly, but it feels like it's been a while. Well, I have to say one thing. Um, something has changed significantly since the last time I was on the show. What? The sun was coming up. When oh, I was yeah. On <laughs> that is. And I wasn't driving here in the dark. That is nice. That no, does make a huge difference. Yeah, no, it's been a month. It's been a month. I, I know, no, I know you were. It's yeah. just, I'm just saying that for some reason. I don't know why. It just you seems... just missed me, Kirk. That's it. <laughs> I have to Yep. Yeah. And, so, you're, and, you know, you've, it, you're right because the sun. Great attitude, full of energy, feeling good. I'm with you. Well, we haven't seen the sun here in a while. It was really starting to get to me. Well, CX did a yeah. story on people being excited about seeing the sun starting yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. It and was, I was running into people in the store saying, God almighty, I've been so depressed. It brings you down after it a while. It does. It yeah. does. So it was really great to see it come back this week. Everybody was talking about it. So here in Burlington, we're very grateful to see the sun. And we're going to talk a little bit later about hopefully, hopefully seeing the sun uh, get eclipsed on April 8th. Want to talk a little bit about that? Well, yeah. let's talk about it right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Since <laughs> right, you brought it great. up. Um, so, That's uh, going to be a huge yeah, event in Burlington. So Burlington is actually, the city of Burlington is um, making plans. Uh, it's being led by uh, Burlington City Arts, but they're also working with Hello Burlington. And if people don't know what Hello Burlington is, it's an organization that was created by our downtown hotels. They decided to add a fee to hotel stays. Started out as a dollar. Now it's up to two fifty. Um, two fifty per hotel stay. Uh, a guest can refuse it if they want, and that money funds a small but mighty team of folks who run a website called Hello Burlington, and they promote Burlington as a destination. So, you know, this they're really working on the eclipse. And as someone who has worked in Burlington, you know, for a fairly long time now. Um, not as quite as long as Joan Shannon, though, I found out. Um, I, this is the first time I've seen such, uh, it's not the first time, but it's one of the few times I've seen a real coordinated effort to try to make sure that we have a good experience for folks. I would encourage people to keep, uh, tabs on that as it evolves because, you know, on the day of the eclipse, there could be street closures potentially. We're kind of, kind of see what happens, but, um, it's going to be really important that it's not, really overcast that day because that, that could be a problem with seeing the eclipse uh from what i understand um with light cloud cover it can actually be better because you don't necessarily need the glasses but hello burlington and bca i guess have a whole bunch of glasses they've purchased uh ready to hand those out to folks every hotel in chittenden county i understand is booked statewide uh hotels like uh you know or only have 43 percent vacancy or something like that um the short-term rental group the short-term rental alliance is encouraging people potentially to rent their homes out for that time so we get a lot of people coming to the state and that's because according to scientists the burlington is going to be right under the apex of apex of the eclipse so you yeah. will actually be able to see uh full totality from burlington yeah and it's this monday is afternoon that, something mm-hmm. that doesn't come along every 
you won't see this again for a long time. Yes. Every year, lifetime. If you're maybe you could travel somewhere else in the world, but not re- not here. Right? Yeah. So our business folks are meeting with some folks from the city tomorrow. The city's the uh, Hello Burlington's also had regular meetings with businesses. We're trying to make sure you know as as folks have talked about, especially in the winter months. A lot of restaurants not open on Sundays and Mondays. You know, they tend to be closed. So we're trying to make sure they're open, that there's things for people to do, that downtown is vibrant. And I'm hearing some rumors, so I can't say for sure, that there's going to be a big cleanup effort. Um, Graffiti and all the rest. I'm working with some folks who want to lead uh, a downtown-wide cleanup in Burlington sometime in March after the election try to bring the community together, which I, I love that idea. I've been talking about doing a downtown community-wide graf- graffiti removal and cleanup for a while, so we're excited for that. Probably be good not to have people shooting up all over <laughs> all over the city. <laughs> that might be a, that might be a good thing to not have oh, everybody come to Burlington and see. Yeah, we you know, we have, you know, this this is an opportunity for people to see a fresh side of Burlington, so um, you know, those of us that know the city and love it know how wonderful it can be, especially on a nice spring day. Right. And we will have a new mayor at that time who will be uh, presumably leading. Just, just sworn in on April Fool's Day. On April Fool's, the first Monday in April. Leave it to Burlington to, to swear the mayor yeah. in on April Fool's <laughs> Well, day. it's just that it falls on that day. It's, it's whatever is the yeah, first yeah, it's Monday. It's the first Monday oh, in April. It's the first Monday okay. in April. Yeah. It just happens to fall on April It just happened Fool's to be, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to be swearing in a new mayor and uh, new a, a bunch of new councilors, I think, or at least a few. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, there's a bunch of open seats people have decided not to run I again. I see signs of names I have never heard in my life. <laughs> Well, if they're red, <laughs> well, yeah, the color means something to you. But I've I've seen names that I have never heard of before. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. Well, I've a met lot of most. Folks. I met a good chunk of the candidates. Spoken to most of them, so I guess I have an advantage of that. But people people have reached out to me for sure. So that's great. But are they had... names that you've that you are that you've been aware of? I don't think the people. Anybody that I would talk to have ever heard some of, of some of these? Um, yeah, you know, there are definitely new faces coming. I mean, let's face it, it's not an but, easy job. And I know from my own job at Select Board, and I'd love to come in to talk to you guys between now and Election Day about there's a big item on the ballot in, in Charlotte to, right. to whether or not to uh, vote in favor of a town manager. So maybe I could come back and talk about that. You certainly can. You certainly can. And, of course, you'll be with us uh, on Election Day. I will. I'm excited. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Making our predictions. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I can't believe how quickly it's moving. Are we going to make bets like you guys did last night on the on the basketball game? Yeah, i got to take my shirt off now, Kelly. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I, I heard that on the radio yesterday and I immediately texted it, Anthony and said, thank you for saying you couldn't that do bet. that to me. Don't take that bet. <laughs> oh, God, it was ugly. But, uh, yeah, you know, the public safety thing continues to be the top issue in this uh, whole entire election, uh, as well it should be. And, um, you know, the candidates are talking about um, their positions. I was at the debate last night that was hosted um, by the Lake Champlain Chamber, Northwest Realtors, and GBIC. And, um, you know, we're hearing from the candidates. I think their positions are pretty well clear. I didn't really hear anything new about their positions. I did like the piece that Catherine Huntley did that you guys featured earlier. But I think we have to start thinking about, you know, there's one, there's what people say in the campaign, and that's what, what they're actually able to do when they get the office. I think we're sort of at that turning point in this election cycle because, uh, you know, 
there are, there are supposedly 10 forums and debates. And, you know, unless you're really asking people hard questions and, and, and digging in, which I don't find people generally do at these things, though maybe the seven days one tonight will surprise me. Um, so the, the, the messages that they have to share out there. 10, 10 debates. Yeah, I think and, there are 10 of them, yeah. And uh, so, like, so did did anything of any substance, uh, do you feel anything of any substance came out last night? Did I didn't notice anything. You know, I was surprised because it was run by a business community. There were a lot of, I think, more voters there. Like, I ran into uh, Michael Long, and what's his wife's name? Is it Karen? Yes. Karen, yeah. Ran into them last night who were asking me what happened to the downtown improvement district. <laughs> Wait, didn't you guys run a campaign against that? Yeah. If we had that, if we had passed that, we would have downtown ambassadors right now. Like, why don't we have downtown ambassadors? Like, because you guys ran a campaign against, against it to tax businesses to pay for it. <laughs> I'm sorry. And now they want to know where what happened. It's classic Burlington. Okay. All right. Let's grab a phone call for you before we go to break. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. I, I I have a question about uh, the eclipse and uh, all the preparation that they're taking in Burlington. Go right ahead. I wonder if there's been. I want, Oh, I wonder if there's been any consideration for the population on the lake. The lake. Got a lot of boats go and watch concerts. Just imagine what's going to happen out there. Oh yeah, the it's early, but I uh, wonder oh, if it's going to be. Oh, you mean voters coming yeah. in? April eighth is is pretty is yeah. So is at early. that point, there won't. I mean, one thing we're working with the city on is to make sure the bathrooms down there are open. Yeah, and additional bathrooms are going to be placed down there, so we're going to have access to those kinds of services. Um, you know, qu- quite frankly, I think that uh, we're not expecting a huge amount of boat activity, but I think that's a good question that I'll put to the city tomorrow when I talk to them. That is a great we, question. In our meeting, will be Rob Peterson, and he runs that waterfront down there. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick two-minute break, and we'll be back with Kelly Devine. Listen the way you want. Now, we return on The Morning Drive. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody, on this hump day Wednesday. Kelly Devine, our friend, the executive director of the Burlington Business Association, is with us. And Kelly, and of course, the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline's open. If you have a question for Kelly... Give us a call, 888 No sooner do I say it than the phone rings, so I'll defer my question. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, everyone. Uh, speaking of cleaning up Burlington, uh, there's a uh, downtown transit center. Then there's uh, the corner of St. Paul and Cherry across from the new Big Dig. And there's a bell tower that used to belong to the Immaculate Conception or whatever it is. And there's a couple tents underneath it. And I'm kind of curious, have you seen that? And what can they all do about it? Well, thank you. Uh, it gives me an opportunity to share some really good news. That was a report I heard here on the news this morning, which is that the judge hearing the case uh, uh, approved the demolition of that church. So that's really great news. So we've been waiting for that. Uh, the, the church wanted to demo the church and get the property ready, ready to sell. Um, Preservation Burlington fought it. It's been tied up in the courts for a while, I think at least a year. So that's created sort of a, a, a no man's land. I think you have to be mindful of that, that when people 
just like with City Place and um, Higher Ground coming to um, the Burton property and this project and others, when these lawsuits uh, ensue, it can hold projects up for one to two years. And that's what happened here. I happen to work half a block from that, so I see that encampment every single day. I was asking uh, the street outreach team if someone was actually living there because, ironically, the tents got tagged. So I don't know what's going on there, but I would expect... Maybe they'll complain about that. (laughs) We do have uh, a policy, an encampment policy in Burlington, and the city can move people along, but that there's a bit of a debate about that location because it's private property. So now that the church has gotten approval to demolition, we'll probably see that uh, encampment be moved off soon. Although I think there's some kind of a timeline with the AC, agreement they made with the ACLU on when they can remove encampment. It doesn't apply to private property. On private property? No, I was not, yeah. I'm talking about where they, they're on Battery Street. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The city has a policy. It has to warn the people, and right. it takes a period of time, but... That doesn't happen with private property. So that, we understand, is on private property. I see it every single day. Um, you know, it seems to have a high level of desperation of what's going on there. And so that's probably going to get moved shortly, I would think. Now, Kelly, along with, I agree completely with you, that the public safety slash policing issue is the number one issue. Obviously, it was in the caucus. It continues to be. But I think the number two issue in Burlington which seems to be getting bigger daily almost, is the affordability issue in Burlington. Absolutely. And we have uh, taxes are going up considerably on the education side. Absolutely. And now at the same time, we have a municipal uh, a ballot item that's going to be on to increase three cents. It's it's said to be for public safety, which is going to probably generate people to feel like, hey, we got to support it. But also there is a, the mayor is proposing a, uh, a increase on the, Grocery receipts on hotels specifically. Yeah. What do you think? So, uh, I, you know, I leave it up to the Burlington voters on the on the three cents, which was originally five. I was glad to see it go down to three. I want to remind folks that commercial properties pay 120 percent. So, you know, that's three cents plus an extra 20 percent of that. And that if you look at uh, the data um, downtown and the buildings downtown generate a lot of a big, big chunk of the property tax in Burlington. So let's see what that looks like. We know that downtown is challenged right now. We know that vacancy is rising. We know that uh, com- you know commercial spaces, office spaces, the people are starting to move out. Well, as those properties get more challenged in their balance sheet, I mean, their prof- profit and loss statements, they have the ability to use that to appeal their taxes, to appeal the valuation of their building. So this tax increase is is built on the assumption that, you know, downtown will continue to generate at, uh, you know, revenue at the at the level it has been. And I'm not sure that that's true. Now, the hotels are based on people having a good experience coming to Burlington and the hotels have been talking with the city and Department of Public Works relentlessly this past year about the impact of these public safety issues and car break ins and the garage and vandalism to people's property while they're visiting here. People are not having a good experience, and I get letters all the time from people who take the time to find me, write me, and say, I didn't have a good experience. So, you know, the hotel tax, and it's going to raise a million dollars. Well, we'll see, because, you know, we already know that that sector of our, of our, uh, of our community and our economic part of our community it is under threat from this public safety issue. So well, unless it- we can fix Burlington first, I don't know that we can rely 
uh, necessarily on tax increases. I, you know, I personally would rather see more austerity. Well, uh, it impacts even outside of Burlington because the State Department of Taxes has said a contributing factor to rooms and meals tax being down is the fact that the Burlington hotels, the rooms tax, the state rooms tax on Burlington hotels is was down significantly last year. And, and it impacted the state's collection of tax money, mm. which goes into the education fund. So um, it, it has a it has a huge impact. And, and I think you're right. I think. There's a lot of folks in Burlington that think the capacity for for businesses in Burlington to just constantly be able to find that, a that different Anthony, way to make that money. That might be a Chittenden County number. I don't believe that Burlington uh, gross receipts was down, but, but we have fewer hotels, so not necessarily in Burlington, but in Chittenden County. We're inviting okay. some calls. Let's get a call to, uh, for you before we hit the seven thirty break. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. My understanding is that somewhere in the vicinity of about 51 to 52% of the properties in Burlington are considered non-for-profit and therefore do not contribute to the tax base. Uh, what is potentially anyone doing about looking into those who verify that they're truly non-for-profit um, and that if, if, I don't know, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, a good lot question. Yeah. That's a good question, caller. I think it's actually Burlington wide is closer to sixty percent. Between uh parks and um, you know, institutions. I will say that the institutions do a payment in lieu of taxes, so they do make a pretty sizable contribution to the bottom line, but overall in the city we have a we have like a, a very large percentage of non taxable land. Um you know whether anybody's doing anything about it, I don't know. You know, we've been so focused on public safety. I know that we've had that question to the mayoral candidates, but I think it's an important discussion to have. And in in the downtown, you know, it, it is around 50-50 of land that's non-taxable. For example, the University of Vermont has a payment in lieu of taxes. Yes, they do. But, you know, the city owns property downtown. Burlington Housing Authority does. Then we have institutions like the Flynn. I mean, some of these things are important economic generators. And churches so don't pay taxes. Churches do not pay taxes. So I think it's important to look at that, um, you know, that mix and have a conversation about it. I think I think it's, it's, it's really important for Burlington. Like, we love our parks, but that costs money. But I think also the other thing is that during the pandemic, you know, Burlington did add uh, a lot of uh, programs and staffs to its city budget. And while the mayor is talking about an austerity program to cut, I think, about $3 million, and that's great, many of those programs uh, are going to continue to be, be this is, active after, if this tax increase passes. And, and, and again, it's frustrating because when the, all the ARPA money was, was being doled out, everybody's like, oh, don't worry, these aren't going to be continuing expenses. These are one-time expenses. And here we sit a year, yeah. 18 months later, yeah. and they're like, well, we did do this, and we did do that, and we did do this, and now we need money for it. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you can't really have it both ways. Right. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to check in with Fox. This is The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here with our friend Kelly Devine, the Executive Director of the Burlington Business Association. And we're going to talk about a big event that she's got, she's putting together coming up soon in just a minute. But first, Kelly, I want to, and again, the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline is open. If you have a question or if you were trying to call in to, to Kelly as we were hitting the news break, give us a call back. We want to get to your calls for Kelly. 888 414 
Kelly, um, you talked about, as we were heading into the break, just before that, about how the hotels, mm-hmm. the proposed hotel tax, and also that you get calls from people all the time saying, that, you know, they didn't have a good experience. Mainly whatever, emails. Mainly emails, yep. Okay, so I want to I ask you, we had a city council candidate on, mm-hmm. and it made me think of this when you said that. And I'll t- say it was Carter Newbezer. Mm-hmm. Carter Newbezer uh, running in Ward 1. Yep. And um, when we talked about the public safety issue, he said that it was, he sort of seemed to try to minimize it. He said, it's being used as a political football. I said, well, what do you mean by that? He said, it's being used as a political football. There are people that are using this issue to inflame the issue. It's not as, so he was trying to indicate like, oh, people just want to take advantage of it. It's a political football. There are those out there that are inflaming the issue as if the issue is not real as much as people think it is that it's being sort of way exaggerated yeah, and you how can, do you yeah. how would what, what, what would be your well first of all you can imagine i've been accused of that too um but you know when a group of citizens get together and write their own letter and 1100 people sign it um and another group of citizens get together and do their own survey on the street on king street to try to figure out what's going on i think that's a pretty clear indication that people are concerned um, you know, I'm getting a little tired of this, you know, well, you know, this is happening in other West Coast cities and, you know, it is happening in large West Coast cities for sure. And our summit is going to address that. But we did not move here to Burlington, Vermont to have big city problems. That's not why you come here. Yeah. It's a it, it was a community where our kids could be safe, where we could enjoy our downtown, where, uh, you know, we felt we had a good, compassionate community to help people, but didn't feel overrun by people in need. I think we've got to we've got to restore some balance, and I think that's a very legitimate thing to be talking about at this election. And when you have the Reverend at the Congregational Church on CX News saying she's never she worked in downtown Boston for many years and has never that what she's seen in Burlington is a hundred times worse than anything she saw in Boston. Yeah, and she's Flint, not making you know, that up. And and some of our important institutions are threatened. Uh, you know, the Flynn Theater. I mean, UVM parents are starting to get plugged into this, like. Mm-hmm. You know, UVM students, I mean, this is affecting major parts of our community, and we need to talk about it. Our economic vitality going forward is threatened. Do we want to have a, you know, a vacant ghost town downtown? I heard talk of a dollar store coming into Walgreens. Is that the kind of downtown that we're looking for for Burlington? I think it's supposed to be a different kind of experience for folks. Let's go to the phones. I was going to make a snarky yeah, remark yeah. about, well, you have to spit, sell, steal 900 items from a dollar store to get anybody's attention. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. I guess when you're talking about city taxes, you also have to include the school tax, which is a, a, a huge impact to Burlington taxpayers. And when you talk about public safety, I think also it's a key issue and very important. And uh, when we talk about funding, we have a department in the city of Burlington called DEI, uh, which is which went from one to fifteen, and we should reduce that by probably two thirds at least, and and dedicate it to public safety where the real issue is. So that department is called REIB, but it's the same function, and I believe last year its budget was two point nine million dollars, which. Uh, is higher than the state of Vermont and uh, higher than any other major institution in in Burlington. So, you know, I, I'm not that familiar with the work that they do, but I do think, you know, I know last year when the budgets were put in, that was the only department that was 
um, exempt from uh, making cuts in their budget. And I, I wonder if the council is really familiar with the work they do, because shouldn't they know what a fairly new department's doing that's spending $2.9 million of taxpayer money and make sh- making sure that we are getting the bang for that kind of money? Yeah, and you know, to the school tax, I think the voter may, uh, the caller makes a good point. I want to re- remind people, commercial properties pay 100% of their school tax. They only pay 100% of municipal tax. Many Burlingtonians, homeowners, uh, do not pay 100% because they qualify for prebate. I think it's something around 70% of Burlingtonians, homeowners, do not qualify. We have a large percentage of uh, rental property, and those commercial property owners pay 100%. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Morning, guys. Love when Kelly's on. Continue to book her on sunny days because she's not quite the Debbie Downer that she often is. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, bada bing, bada boom. Holy cow. But my question is, is the BBA a 501c3? No, it's a 501c6. What, uh, is that a nonprofit or no? It's a, a nonprofit that uh, is a trade association. So you don't pay taxes in Burlington? Uh, we don't taxes, own right? property. They pay rent well, in a commercial building. But we pay rent in a commercial building, yes. Okay. No. But, but if you did own property, you you wouldn't pay property taxes? If we owned property, we wouldn't pay property taxes, yes. There we go. Oh, I wanted to ask. I wanted to follow up with him, but he's yep. gone. Yep. Which is why we don't own property. Yeah. We rent and but pay. I, I think people forget that when they talk about the cost of housing in Burlington, it's so expensive. These landlords are making so much money. Those are commercial buildings that pay 100% of the school tax that gets passed on to who? The person renting the apartment. Yep. So it's this cycle where they, you know, the people, the same people that are saying tax the businesses are ostensibly just saying tax the apartment dwellers because that's what happens. Right, right, right. Yep. Uh, That is definitely true. That tax gets the typically gets passed along. I mean, we have a lot of housing problems in Burlington. I I believe the number one problem we have is lack of supply and it's just too difficult to build. And the situation with the Immaculate Conception Church is is a is a perfect example. Uh, You could put mixed use development on there because of the existing form based code. You can go up, uh, I think, at least six stories. Um, you can redevelop that property and we've been sitting on it and waiting for, you know, it's coming on two years now. I mean, city place got held up for so long. I started working on that project in 2012. Like if it's going to take this long to build, developers aren't going to want to build. And, you know, we're not going to see the amount of housing development we need to meet our housing crisis. So Kelly, are the hotel owners of hotels, are they going to put up a, uh, a fight about the hotel tax, uh, the gross receipts hotel tax. And- well, I'm trying to find out how that gets, you know, approved. It's not on the ballot. Right. I think it's just approved by the council. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, so you believe that the council should go back and redouble efforts to try to find more savings in the in the budget? You think there is room for that? Um. They, they haven't identified the $3 million in cuts right, yet, right? Right, 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 Um, I think that, I hope every department gets looked at. I think that we we need a long-term plan. I think some of the some of the new departments are adding value, but we got to figure out how to pay for it. And I think that the revenue projections should be more realistic if the fact of the matter is, is that uh, as much of it is dependent on the, dependent on the performance of commercial properties. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. 
Hey, good morning. Good morning, Kelly. Um, my question is, like, out of that 60% that you said about property tax, people that pay property tax, how many of that uh, subsidized housing to start with? And then my second question, like my, my second uh, concern also, last night I went to an open house at the Burlington College for, you know, pre-medical students that go into medical field. We were told, like, straight out, do not let your kid park in the parking lot, in the parking garage, because it's not safe. Uh, that is a concern for yeah. any parents that are going to send their kids to that, to that program. And it's the only one that we have in Vermont. And that's crazy. So, uh, yeah, Thank you. yeah, uh, I'll answer. Uh, first of all, in terms of housing, um, low income subsidized housing is different from workforce housing. Um, most of the low income subsidized housing does not pay property tax, but Champlain Housing Trust does pay property tax on a lot of its prop on a lot of its housing and it, it's workforce housing. So it depends on the organization. Uh, yeah, we have a huge problem in the parking garages and, you know, people need to start to realize these messages are getting out. And one of the holes in our budget is that parking revenue is down substantially, I think over $700,000 parking revenue is down from what they predicted. So that's the canary in the coal mine, I think. You know, we used to be on here talking about a parking problem. Now I'm talking about a lack of parking problem. And, of course, we have the uh, Great Streets Initiative that's begun on Main Street where we're going to lose some parking spaces. We're going to lose 67 parking spaces on Main Street, and even though uh, they had to significantly reduce the project by two or three blocks, which you know, seem to me to have very little public input. Um, they're still going to take away those parking spaces on the parts of the main street that aren't being improved. And I've been trying to talk to the city about it. Haven't really gotten anywhere so far, but I don't understand why they're taking parking away when they're not making any other improvements. And uh, someone texted me this question. We, with the big event coming up on April 8th, yeah. and we know this first section is going to take about two weeks, which, which will take us headed toward March at that point. Yeah. Um, and then they'll move to the next section. Yeah. Could that still be underway? We wouldn't want that going on, being the street torn yeah, up. Yeah, they won't. They won't have. They're gonna. They'll. They will work around that date of April eighth in terms of the construction. And there's actually once they get this pipe under Main Street, there's a lot of stuff that'll happen off the street for the next month or so. Um, if people want, there's you can go through DPW or the Great Streets website, and you can sign up for construction updates on that. There's an organization that puts them out pretty regularly. Now, let's not run out of time, Kelly. Yeah. I know we've, we put off by me asking you a couple other questions, but uh, Burlington Business Association is sponsoring a big event coming up. Tell us about it. Uh, it's uh, going to be dealing with the public safety issue. Yeah, so, you know, I've been talking about public safety a lot the last uh, at least three years. And, um, you know, I, I felt like maybe we could put together an event that focuses on solutions rather than continue to talk about the problem. So I've been looking at West Coast cities where there are solutions that have been proposed. And one of the ones that was featured in the national news, including an article in the Wall Street Journal of late, was Reno, Nevada. Now, Reno, Nevada was subject to what they call the Boise decision, which meant that they couldn't move homeless people out of their downtown unless there was some place to go. And so we're going to be hearing from a gentleman named Partols. He, uh, he is a local business developer there in Reno who took it upon himself to lead this initiative. He's going to be accompanied by uh, a gentleman named uh, Grant Denton, who's really developing a reputation nationally 
to, uh, as a person who's working on homeless issues, and he helps run this shelter. And um, they are going to tell us about that Reno story. And they were able to, with a, lo- a real combination of efforts between public and private sector, able to create this thing called a corridor of care and reduce their homelessness by half. But it's not just a, it's not just a shelter for the homeless. It also offers wraparound services for people, addiction-related services, um, mental health-related services, healthcare services, you know, food, basic housing. So I'm really excited to hear about th- that model because we need some solutions. We're also going to hear from John Kaner, who runs downtown Berkeley, you know, close to San Francisco, but a city closer to our size with a university population. I was curious to hear that the parents of students at UC Berkeley banded together and formed their own org- organization called Safe Bears. And they are getting involved in local politics in Berkeley to speak on behalf of their students and the concerns of parents. Um, So they've done some interesting work to uh, help improve their situation. We're also going to hear from uh, Brad Siegel, who is the guy who came to town a few years ago to help us take a look at the downtown improvement district. He works nationally with downtowns, has worked with a lot of downtowns on how we address these problems. So we're going to hear from people who have been on the front line solving problems. It's going to be these national level speakers who are all joining us digitally. The program is in the afternoon at Main Street Landing from 1 to 5. A big portion of it is then going to be dividing people into breakout groups. And I'm going to ask every one of those breakout groups, give me two short-term solutions that we can implement you know, without a lot of process, without having to go to Montpelier, without necessarily having to wait for the city council, what can we do as a community to take back Burlington? It's time to take back the city that we love. And it's time to show that city a little love. So uh, that's going to be a big focus. We need a lot of voices at that table. So I hope that folks will consider joining us. We've I've done outreach to other downtowns. I've done outreach to South, South Burlington folks. Uh, elected officials, uh, candidates, um, leaders in Burlington businesses, and the idea is to bring everyone together with a solutions-based format. Then at the end, we're going to have an opportunity to have some catering from the folks that are opening the new restaurant up at the Rotary Majestic and get a sort of a preview of what they're doing. So it should be a great event. You can go to my website, bbavt.org, and all the information is there, and you can register. You'll be moderating it. Uh, I will be the MC. I guess <laughs> I didn't want to do that job, <laughs> but, uh, you know, people, people that I respect, uh, convinced me to do it. We have our presenting f- sponsor, which is Northfield savings bank. And Tom Levitt's going to uh, take the mic and open us up and, and talk from his perspective of a business that's really invested in Burlington and a person who grew up there. Sounds like a great event. When tell us the it's when February, and where again, it's February 15th. So a week from tomorrow at main street landing it's in the afternoon because I have these West Coast speakers coming in. Um, and Kurt and Anthony, I'd love to see you both there as well. I will yeah. try to be there. Yeah. yeah, I would love to be there. One to four. I, I like the fact that you, you, uh, this is what I like your approach. First of all, you go out and you find folks that have success stories, yep. real life success stories. And it's not it's not cities that, that, that don't relate to Burlington, Vermont. Reno, Nevada is probably larger than Burlington, but it's it's a smaller city. you know. Yep. And then when you, you bring in somebody from Berkeley, which is very, I realize it's it's California, it's close to San Francisco, but that's that's a 
pretty close comparison yep, to Burlington. It is, yep. And then to have somebody who does this nationally of the health of downtowns. I mean, yep. that's those are some heavy hitters to, to, to start off with. And then everybody will have seen this. And then you go and you break off into groups and, you, and you're like, okay, what can we, let's just think about this and brainstorm it a little bit. You know, I, uh, the, the last caller talked about me being less of a Debbie Downer, but, you know, I spent 45 minutes on the phone with the, fr- the folks from Reno and I came away from that call so energized because, yeah. you know, a lot of what, you know, I try to do running my nonprofit to, that is mission is to promote economic vitality. So I think even though we're a nonprofit, we're adding to the uh, the quality of life in Burlington, as a lot of nonprofits do. I, and we don't own property. Um, I think that, um, you know, what I've been asking myself, what can I do? What can I do? And I have been thinking about and I'm working on, as I said before, a downtown wide cleanup. That's something that I can do. Um, so there's got to be some simple solutions out there that can just get us started. Um, Kelly, I wanted to, I, you brought that back up and I wanted to, I had planned on asking you about what the caller said. I don't agree with what the caller said, but calling you a Debbie Downer. And you, we know what he, <laughs> no, but, but I know we, that call is No, great. but we know what he's saying, right? He's trying to allude to the fact that you're coming on here and you're on the news sometimes talking about the problems downtown. Yeah. But there, obviously there hit a point where you couldn't know people can't put their head in the sand anymore about right. it. Everybody that I talk to is feels the palpable difference in the city of Burlington that that you see and you yeah. can't to to try to talk differently about it would not be being honest would right. it right no i agree i think that and um, you can't pretend it's not there yeah i mean i did i did i did have a a, a recent policy shift about 6 months ago where i always end on a positive note when i'm at meetings but and that's not hard to do there are a lot of success stories in Burlington and i think we tend to to not remind ourselves of them. They are out there. But when I see the Flynn Theater having to do a three-day event, trying to understand how to best, uh, you know, continue to serve our community, when I see, I think it's getting up towards 10 businesses closing in the last year, when people come here to visit and their car gets broken into, um, you know, we we have to look seriously at who we are as a community and who we want to be. And I thought Joan Shannon said it well last night at the event. She said, you know, Burlington is our community living room. Yeah. We have a responsibility to um, take care of it yeah. and make sure that there's social norms there. Someone asked me, mm-hmm. sent me this, asked me to show you this picture, Kelly. So I want to just show you that, that to you. Yeah, um, there's people living in front of the Flynn. Yep. Yeah, I know. Every day I see those folks there. And, um, yeah, well, and what, a, what an image for people coming to Burlington to see. That yeah. doesn't make you want to come back I, when you see too much of that. Yeah, and you know, I know that there's that there's uh, Emma had said at the debate last night that she wanted to try to stop the hotel program from ending. That's scheduled to end, I think, April first. We've been continuing this hotel program for several years. It's very, very expensive, mm-hmm. and we we have to. I think I believe make the hard decision to start to shift to long term problems solving solutions to. To problems that are long term, that can't go on forever. It can't go on forever, and at, at some point, we're just going to have to make the shift, and it's going to be hard on Burlington. Do you think there's anything though to this? This is what people talk about, and they've called this show, and I talk to people about it, and I do think there's something to it myself, which is the more money you spend on solving the problem, building pods, uh, all of the different things, doesn't it just to some extent make Burlington more of a magnet for people to keep coming from? outside of Burlington, outside of the state, 
to, to Burlington. I mean, the firefighters said there was some evidence of that of when they were on the show that there's some from around here and there's some that aren't. You know, I heard somebody say about San Francisco recently on the news that most of the people in San Francisco aren't from San Francisco and they have interviews of people there saying we come here because, you know, there's there's less accountability for us. You know, when we're, people who are addicted to substances, I can see why they would want to be in a place where they're less, less likely to be arrested for that. Uh, there's also been some interesting articles I heard you talking recently uh, this morning about decriminalization and the impacts of that. It's a real big question as to whether that works. I think that, uh, you know, solutions are multifaceted. What I understand is that the people that we now have in Burlington who are basically, you know, not housed and camping um, or some of the people that are in shelters are generally from other parts of Vermont, but not necessarily from out of state is what I'm hearing. And, you know, I don't want to conflate the issues. Um, we have problems in downtown with retail theft. We have problems with uh, property destruction. We have problems with larceny. We have problems with car break-ins and theft. My own car was broken into New Year's Eve. Um, I operate very differently. I always put things in my trunk now, kind of like what I did when I lived in the city of Boston. Those problems and people being unhoused aren't necessarily the same problems. We do have people that don't have housing that are, you know, vulnerable parts of our population who aren't committing crimes. But the clear connection is definitely to addiction. Real quick, though, um, can you give us a, and we're basically out of time, but some of the store closures, Church Street Tavern, is there any possibility that we're going to fill that spot? That is right Dead in the middle of Church Street. Uh, I heard that that was purchased. Uh, there was a, there was a at least a you know a pending agreement to purchase it. Uh, we do have stores coming back in to downtown. Some of them are national chains, not necessarily. We're losing our local operators, I think, to some more national interests. Um, and um, you know, I guess we got to decide whether that's fortunate or not. Um, but. We will see more closures this year, and I don't know. It's going to hit a point where it's not going to continue to fill up all that quickly. Kelly Devine, the director of the Burlington Business Association. As always, Kelly, thanks for being on the morning drive. Thank you. I'll see you guys on May 5th. May I mean, March 5th. 5th. I'm like, wow, what's going on? I know we're going to see you on Thursday the 15th at the summit. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that Kelly texted me one day and said, hey, am I going to be doing the show with you making predictions for the elections on March 6th? I said, yeah, you come on March 6th and every one of your predictions will be right, Kelly, I guarantee you. Ah, you caught me, you caught me. <laughs>